Matt, what was your stupid fucking question? I don't remember. It's been that long. Oh my god, you're a goldfish. Um, it's not because I'm a goldfish. It's because it takes 45 minutes for us to figure out technical difficulties. Oh, I thought it was because we're the Anybody's Podcast. Yeah. Welcome. Driving today's vehicle is I, the wonderful and safe driver, Alex. And joining me today are my two goofy passengers. In the back, we have a red panda. His name's Jacob. And also joining him is a nice little raccoon. His name's Matt. I am not a fucking panda. What the you're, fuck? You're a red panda. Yeah, I am you're most like a certainly a raccoon. I am most certainly a mandrel. Which one the is a mandrel? A mandrel? Yeah. Oh, it's What's a monkey. A man- it's a monkey. Yeah, that's the little monkey with the blue and red <laughs> face. Oh my god. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, as y'all noticed, I didn't give myself an animal. I figured I'd let y'all choose. Well, you're, we're the only ones you see as an animal, so. You know. <laughs> that's not true. I see myself as a wall. I. <laughs> Yeah, I but we don't uh, see you as a walrus. We see you as just a weird, quiet taxi driver. That's fair. And uh, I see this... him as Tubby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we watched Odd Taxi. Um, but oh before we get God. into that, uh, Jacob, what else have you been up to this week? Uh, this has been a fun week. Um, I got a bunch of stuff in because Right Stuff Anime had a big-ass Kadansha sale, which means I got, like, all of Two Year Eternity, all of Noragami. It was a very expensive Ooh, week. Ooh, Noragami. Um, yeah, all That's of it. That's tasty. Um, I might, you might have to lend me some of the later volumes. What are my other Kadansha things I got? Um, I got pretty much all of my pre-orders, so Blue Period, Volume 4 and 5. Uh, yeah, some Land of the Lustrous that I didn't have. Um, anything with the Kadancha label on it that I've ever wanted other than Attack on Titan because the box sets were not discounted and the Colossal Editions are very ugly. Uh, but also, I read... Uh, a bunch of like random volumes of stuff, but also I read the first six volumes of Death Note, which are fucking incredibly wordy for a manga. <laughs> there are just so many words on every page. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all about a kid writing words in a book. Uh, Is it names, better or mostly. worse than Hunter Hunter? <laughs> um, better because it's. It's not action, so it's justified for those words to be there because it's not exposition. It is the story. Um, and Hunter Hunter, uh, there's a lot of action going on, and they're talking during it. So it's like all of those like full action, you know, the like fight scenes in pretty much every shonen where they take like six pages where there's no dialogue. It's just cool action and great art. It's not uh, always six pages. I mean, I mean, I, a I lot read of like, yeah, I read several chapters this week where it was like eight or ten pages of <sighs> just of just action, which is great. Like I, I liked that in Blade of the Immortal because it lets it it lets manga do its thing as a medium. But uh, yeah, Hunter see, Hunters, I... they're they're not okay with having those pages of just action and no dialogue. I guess. Uh, so it's wordier than Hunter Hunter, but it's in a justified way 
Understandable. Uh, and you, uh, Raccoon Man, uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, it's been not a very eventful week. I've kind of just been breezing through it with the help of uh, a certain opening theme to a certain anime that we may or may not be currently reviewing. Oh, I I thought you were talking about the theme from uh, Keep Your Hands Off Azokin because it was an easy breezy week. <laughs> um, no, no, it's actually... I've honestly just been coasting along with uh, the Odd Taxi opening theme on repeat. Uh, it's It's been weird, but I'm having a damn good time. Yeah, no, it's a it's a real it's a real fun bit in there. Um, but uh, I myself, let's see, I also unrelated to Jacob um, have also been uh, rewatching uh, Death Note, and it's still pretty good. Uh, Misa Misa still is not probably one of the worst parts of Death Note. The whole uh, she sucks, um, and I also you know, it's funny you say that. Because you're watching the dub, which I think ruins Misa Misa. And also, she's really, like... I haven't seen Death Note since I was in, like, 8th grade. But reading yeah, it, 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 Misa it's been is a not for that me bad. Too. Now, to me, it sounds like I need to complete the arc and watch the live-action Death Note movie. As Alex is watching the anime. Really bad. And Jake is reading the manga. <laughs> Now, uh, hold on, Matt. I have a question. When you say Death Note live action movie, which version he means the of Netflix? I you mean, mean the, the Netflix one? Oh, no. I thought you meant the Japanese ones. No, that one's actually like decent and people uh, like it. Uh, uh, the Netflix no. one is just bad. Apparently, apparently, Japanese people liked the Netflix yeah. one. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. It's literally like what the creator of Death Note like wanted. Like, he didn't want to like retelling of the story he wanted like a western version of death note and apparently to people that have never seen death note at all the anime or the manga no exposure the movie is not half bad like i disagree because i had not read all of death note prior to watching the movie and i laughed the whole time because it was really bad it's because of how fucking bad the shinigami looked what do you mean ryuk was fucking gorgeous I will take zero Willem Dafoe's slander on this podcast. What the fuck? Yeah, you apologize so now. Bad. This you dude apologize. could cut glass with that chin. Oh my god. It looked god. so fucking bad. It was not uh, immersive at all. Uh, what do you know? At the time, you were still wearing cargo shorts. Yeah. Do you not remember the fucking... <laughs> do you not remember the viral fucking image of how shitty it looked? Yeah, I didn't think like, it looked that bad myself. Like I've seen worse C, like I've seen worse 3D CG and actual blockbuster live actions that I'm supposed to take serious than some Netflix anime ad- adaptation. Like it, it wasn't the most offensive thing to me ever. Honestly, I was oh, outright God. offended that they only used Willem Dafoe as a base and didn't just use him as Ryuk as an actor. I just I mean, couldn't. I couldn't believe how bad the movie was, man. And we watched it <laughs> under the influence of marijuana. Uh, and that's what made it so funny. Yeah. It would have I mean, been I... bad and boring otherwise. 
Yeah, I mean, the scene where he's in the, what was it, the library or whatever, and he just got the death note, and he sees Rook for the first time, he just starts freaking the fuck out. I laughed my ass off. I, it's horrible. I, was, I read was like, the part where the bully got decapitated. That whole scene was <laughs> absurd, where he, like, dodged yeah. death twice before it happened. Yeah, because, like, even though, like, I'm sure the manga is as well, like, the animus played very seriously. Like, the whole concept... Oh, it's just a book that you write a person's name in and, like, they die? That's kind of, that's a little whimsical, so, like, a, it's not unreasonable for a 16-year-old, like, shy kid to get a little crazy and, like, god-complexy. Oh, no. Oh, oh. no. They're doing not the th- Tokyo Ghoul thing. The Tokyo Ghoul thing? There's more? I- I, there's gonna be a Death Note two, and they like, let's go, boys. No, but oh, in this article, apparently they're going to. Uh, the first one had a big issue that it didn't like use the source material enough. So now they're gonna use the source material more in Death Note two. So it's gonna be like in Tokyo <laughs> Ghoul where they deviate, and then they go back to the source material, and it doesn't How much make any sense now. Is there gonna be. Yeah, I, is there going to be another? So long as L's black again, I'm okay with it. This is this Let's is go. not going to be good. <laughs> I'm excited, um, but you know, I yeah. myself this. But so, uh, but uh, just, uh, uh, yeah. But I myself this week I read um, all of the Shibuya arc of Jujutsu Kaisen, um, so. Or up to the finishing point, and that was that was a pretty good time. Um, it's about as good as Chainsaw Man, and I'll probably watch season two. And unfortunately, it like it didn't get the full emotional investment I was looking for. But on like an action note, I am definitely much more excited to see the anime because I'd rather I would rather have my action be presented in an anime form than a manga form. Well, I think everyone would prefer that. So long yeah. as they don't fuck it up somehow. Hey, uh, it depends shout out to Seven on, Deadly Sins. It depends on the content. No, for action and the content does not matter. If it's action and it's done well in both mediums, the anime will be better. Uh, um, apparently not. Begs to differ. Apparently, Dude. God of High School begs to differ, but I refuse to read the fucking webtoon. No, the God. fight scenes were great. And the god of high school. The problem was that we, the problem with the first of all, the first season of the, no, the no, fucking we don't, to, we don't need to go back over it. We've been yeah. over yeah. this like driver, the last four episodes. The GPS says we missed yeah. a turn somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so let me just take a U turn here. I also started two new shows this week. One, are I think is going to actually be good. The other, I just think, will be personally a good time. Um, uh, what the the personal good one's called uh, the Sorcerer Hunters. Um, it's like a '90s show about this group of just kind of idiots that go around and they have to like kill evil wizards because they're I like. Oh my god! I don't like the implication you just made because you just that leads me to believe that the good one isn't going to be that time I got reincarnated as a slime. I just said the personal good time one is Sorcerer Hunters, but the actual good show that I'd recommend to people like more frequently would be that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Um, there's boobs in that show. There's I boobs told, in every. I knew it. Oh, 
Oh my gosh. If that's if that's the first thing you want to bring up, yeah. I am definitely much more here for the plot. I'm pretty interested in what's going on uh with Rimuru. All it, of those women's clothing. No, what's going on with Rimuru and the fucking village of goblins he decided to name and the pack of direwolves he gave the name to. I'm only like six episodes into the first season, but I think I'm gonna watch that one first. Um and then just finish Sorcerer Hunters later. If I'm being completely honest, Sorcerer Hunters sounds like a better time to me. But Honestly, no. Matt, I, I think you, you would know. like the Sorcerer Hunters, dude. I think you would. That one also, since y'all want to go there, that one has boobs as well. There's two characters in the group that at will turn into dominatrixes. What and the yes, fuck? Yeah, that's their power. And and yes, Jacob, one one of them is of age. With mommy um, milkers. I am just milkers. surprised that Matt has so much like presumed hatred for that time I got reincarnated <laughs> as a slime when it's the studio that made Infinite Stratos and like he is just Matt, fucking jacking Matt, himself off, forcing Matt, himself. Matt, I have a question. Do you like like RPG mechanics in games? Like, like kind of like how it was with Shield Hero. No, I think that was my biggest complaint about Shield Hero was that it was too gamey, but they kept insisting that it wasn't a game. That's fair. What if the main character was like, oh, this is just like a video game? I mean, the main character did say that in Shield Hero. And what if the main character also said, can you please erase my hard drive as they were dying? Is that not something you could find relatable? Is that not a relatable protagonist? Honestly, I think, I think listen, we would all like our hard drives I think erased. Everybody knows like the kind of freak shit I'm into. Well, I think you would like that I time I got reincarnated as a slime. I this is one of those things that Matt's gonna pretend like he's gonna hate, and then he's finally gonna watch it, and it's gonna be one of his favorite things. Matt, they have a whole pack of good boys, and one of them has a horn. When they. Matt, when they wag their tails, they make literal storms. And there's a sexy dragon. All right, but, like, here's the joke. I've said for about ten years now that I've wanted to get a dog and name it Stormageddon as a joke. Well, so this is real. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways. Well, it's settled. We're watching it for the podcast in season three. I guess I'm only fucking picking isekais uh, that season. Oh my god. Um, Driver, this is my stop at the the information about Odd Taxi. I'd like to get off here. <laughs> well, Please don't get I'm off gonna, in the taxi. I'm gonna run the meter. <laughs> well... Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about yeah, Odd Taxi. Yeah, enough, about, yes. enough about your goopy slime. Yeah, hey, it's it's a good show. Um, <laughs> but this, you know what? It's about as good as Odd Taxi. And That's all I can heresy. say is that they they both had a season that came out in 2021. Odd Taxi started airing. Um, Six is done by studios OLM and Pix. Um, apparently one of them did Infinite Stratos, which... What? No. Neither no, of no, them. That was, that was, that was Slime. Uh, oh, that was Slime? Oh. Oh, no, that's right. This is the one... Okay, so yeah, OLM uh, does Pokemon and no, also did the 90s uh, yeah. Berserk. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know how involved Pix is with this, by the way. I know they had their hand in it, but I don't know how much of it they did or why they're like yeah. subcredited yeah. as the second studio. There was a clear animation difference in uh, episode 13. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, but um, it looked but, like well, old yeah, Pokemon. They were so I think. humans. <laughs> yeah, but no, like the whole town looked different as well. Like, so that's that's about it. But they are co-credited. Um, but Pix really hasn't done anything. Uh, the most popular thing they've done is called Twenty Twenty Four H, and it has a four point eight two rating on Mal. Oh no. Um, other than that, it just seems like they do uh, music videos and they have one child show, which they also only have co-credit for. Um, they might just be them. I mean, if they're like, I don't want to talk shit about them because if they did the music or something, then like, yeah, I, that's I'm one not, of the best parts of the show. Yeah, I'm, I have no complaints that they are uh, involved in it. But I also want to um, point out that the director of All Taxi... Um, this is actually his first credit on any show ever. Like, was he it the director done... or the writer? The director. Oh. Well, Which the... I think... Is that the same person? Because I know this is also a, a debut writer. Negatory Ghost Rider. The they writer are not the same is person. Kazuya Konomoto. The director is Sayaka Yamai. Oh, so this is a full like rookie team. Yeah, which is just astounding to me if they are both fresh off the boat yeah which is that, something that i think please don't is say something that. <laughs> would you rather me say fresh out of the box no fresh i mean that's a saying he used it in the correct sense there it's he didn't say anything wrong um he's definitely said worse yeah it's a full is the main two are both full new to anime the script writer does have like a few manga um credits he has three um, but I think that's just really impressive that they were able to put together a show like this um, with limited to no experience. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the One Direct comparisons do come from. Um, but I think it really shows that if you have both the director and the script writer on the same page for a show, it, it works wonders um, immediately. Uh, on the coherentness of the full story and the actions fully making sense and every little thing building upon itself where even if something's not fully explained you're able to like infer it th throughout just context clues and critical thinking right like we were just discussing about it uh what like half an hour ago just before we were starting up uh, we kind of piece together a puzzle ourselves just from, you know, side pieces of information. It's yeah, it's yeah. just gorgeously done. It's a beautiful show. Um, but before we really dive into our review here, um, have either of y'all had any experience with the show or heard about it at all? Um, well, I had no experience since obviously this started and finished airing or I think it started right before we started the podcast, but obviously we've both had really no time to watch this. Um, but I had heard of it as it has like sort of a cult following that is, um, I don't want to say this in a super negative light because uh, overall I did 
enjoy this greatly and will rate it highly, but it does have sort of a cult following that's kind of like pumping it right now to get it the attention that it deserved because um, Odd Taxi is probably like in terms of people that have been exposed to it, one of the most like underrated anime that I have ever seen, but the the counter effect of that is a lot of the the like cult following fans refuse to admit any flaws in it, which I did have some issues in these like last two episodes. Which... Same, uh, same here. Um, I would I would equate this to something similar to uh, Great Pretender or Bakano. Really, it's something that you know you'll probably hear like thrown around on a forum or just a person that really likes anime. Um, but you know, it's not going to be like the show that's out here selling merch or really breaking the, uh, barriers like a demon slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen, um, or anything like that. Well, it's not built for that kind of longevity. It tells its story nicely and neatly. Doesn't, it doesn't need to be built for longevity, but it's more so the fact that like, uh, it. Um, what's it called? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say because Matt interrupted me, but wow. we'll just continue. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matt, uh, you, have you, did you have any exposure or anything to the show prior? None whatsoever. I saw it had replaced something on the list a couple weeks in advance didn't really ask any questions, was told to watch it, assumed it was just going to be kind of a cute, quirky, furry anime, and it was not. <laughs> it was much better. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I'm not sure if we'll be watching what it did replace, but we may. Who knows? Um, I myself, I actually did start watching this weekly um, whenever it aired. I got up to episode four, and then... Just kind of got busy with life stuff. Um, but I was excited to, you know, finally get back in and finish the series. I was really loving it. Um, I do have some issues with the show, but I still overall really didn't enjoyed it um, overall. But you know what else that I think we all here enjoyed? I think we all enjoyed the opening. Oh, God, um, yes. Yeah. Matt, why don't you uh, start us off on this one? I mean, plain and simple, it's it's kind of a nice vibe. It's dreamy. Um, I don't I don't really I have trouble finding flaws with it, which I think would be more meaningful than just gushing about it all day. Is being able to find something I don't like about it, but. Oh, then it's, gush away, my friend. Honestly, I bought the 48-pack of Gushers at the grocery store. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, that's just what it is. It's it's dreamy. It's nice. It's smooth. And then it has that kind of like, what do you even call it? It's not a drop because it goes up in beat and tempo and everything. But when they start doing like the wooing and everything, uh, the animation just... It gets it gets colorful. It gets fun. Uh, everything's kind of more exaggerated after that. While at the beginning, it's just a guy chilling outside of his car with his phone. Um, 
sorry, a walrus, not a guy. Um, the song itself is apparently trimmed down for this intro from about three minutes and 40-something seconds. Um, and honestly, I think it needed to be longer. You want it to have the uh, One Piece treatment there. <laughs> I want it to be the decade-plus of One Piece worth of content, but just for the opening. Uh, Jacob, how about, how about yourself? Well, I actually liked that it was short and concise, because I feel like if it was longer, it would have had much less of the value that we got from it, but... What you have here is kind of all the elements that you sort of want in this sort of um, kind of OP. Because we have, um, on many levels, what is a mystery. And depending on how you view this, there's a... Well, no matter how you view this, there's a lot of mysteries. But there's a mystery in this show that goes deeper than just what's happening in the story as well. Uh there's a little like audience presented mystery of, you know, is Otakawa really a walrus? Um, and this whole thing gives the sort of like mysterious kind of vibe, but also we're getting a, a pretty like accurate representation of all of these characters. And um, it's sort of interesting because, uh, You've got, you know, all the characters being introduced. You find out we got their little cheerleader boys with a uh, s- sketchy bad boy manager and uh simp man. Um, but you get, like, a good feel for all the characters. Uh, it's got, like, good symbolism in there. Uh, probably most accurately, the fucking hippo getting his head literally inflated by his phone. Um because like Fuck watching that guy. This, nobody likes him watching that with no context though that could just be seen as a trippy visual but it's probably the most symbolic of anything in the op <laughs> given that that's literally what he does is lets his fucking phone fame blow his head up um but like musically it does really well um the art is like sort of done in that uh I don't know what the style is but it's like uh it kind of looks like fucking I don't know what the style's called but it kind of looks like fucking paint uh <laughs> like the word that came to mind for me was crayola for some reason <laughs> yeah it's not like it, that it it looks like oil paint uh I think I think this is oil paint. Yeah, it looks like oil paint, uh, which has that nice sort of like unique feel to it because not every OP needs to be like a visual fucking masterpiece like some of these other students. I, I don't know how to... It, it doesn't need to be like some high effects, like 3D fucking perfected MAPPA OP. Right, like, we don't need sometimes. like full fight scene dedication into the animation of an opening. It's... It's not always about the visual content. But yeah, it's got that nice feel. I knew Matt would love it because he's always fucking high. Um, 
it's not because I'm always high. It's because I'm the vibes um, guy. That's why I like slice of life. It's because you're always high, Matt. That's why you can enjoy so many shitty anime. I enjoy shitty but, uh, anime because I'm a shitty person. Yeah, there's just a great attention to detail in there, you know? Like, we get to see Otakawa trying to stretch out his window to wipe bird shit off his windshield, and it's like, man, that's this guy's life. I uh, love that I like talk about it later on, and it's like his life by choice. Yeah, I just like that you can get such a good feel for all the characters from just the OP, even if you watch none of the show. Agreed. I think it does a really good job of capturing, like, the essence of um, the show and a lot of the characters without really, like, giving anything away too hard, um, like a lot of other anime OPs, but still giving you just enough to... You know, kind of piece together. All right, these characters are probably going to be kind of like this. Because even uh, with the hippo guy getting his head blown up with the phone, we have um, the monkey man as well looking at his phone and you know spreading out and getting all the hard eyes as well. Oh yeah, you see him like losing there. his mind, constantly swiping with mm -hmm. a million different and, hands. Yep, yep, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I just think it really fits the show, and I think that. That's really what like an OP should do. It shouldn't. It should really fit what it, what the show is without trying uh, to explain too much or give too much way within the opening. Um, but I think it's about time to end this segment by talking about the ending. How do y'all feel about it? Um, it's funky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, it, the song was named "Sugarless Kiss." I know this because I also listened to it during the week. <laughs> It uh, it does not quite have, or it, it does have that issue that I've touched on a lot, where we get the sort of like dark, ambiguous ending, and then we're just jumping into the funky, happy ending. But it, they spaced like a a moment enough to where it let me like marinate on that dark ending instead of like Wonder Egg, where they'd give the dark, ambiguous ending and then jump straight into that ED immediately. And it's like, oh, this is completely like killing this before I can marinate on it at all. Uh, so I feel like even yeah, in those later episodes... Yeah, I feel like even in those later episodes where it came up... It was just so... It wasn't as lovable as the OP, but it was very funky and mellow. Um, good visuals, nice color usage. Yeah, I like that they animated the whole, like, Sugar Kiss girl band doing their stuff, too. It's, it was endearing, just, you know, it, it had a different vibe to it. It was a little more poppy, uh, than, like, jazzy, I suppose, like the opening was, which I suppose some people would say that might be a matter of opinion as to which one is i guess better but i i think it just seems it seems pretty clear cut to me the opening just it's got a whole feeling associated with it the the outro is just fun and cute um, matt only liked it because the full-length song is four minutes and 20 seconds <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that but thank you um 
But uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I like uh, I think I like the opening a little bit more than the ending. The ending's like okay. Like the visuals aren't really like anything. The colors are really vibrant, which is nice. And like it's good like that they at least have a singular bird fly by. But I've heard like better idol songs, so not not much to say on that one myself. Is that an idol uh, song? That one's not even by he, the Mystery Kiss Girls. Yeah, I I I would classify that as like being like an idly sounding song. I guess it kind of sounds like an idol song, but yeah, as long as you're not, as long as you're not no, disrespecting have... Mystery Kiss in this household. I'm not disrespecting Mystery Kiss in this household. You, as long as you're not disrespecting William Defoe in this household. So, uh, no, Nikaido is in prison, so she will probably never have a. I mean, it is their idol girl CGI band song. render in a fucking bad movie. You best yeah. not. Didn't the Green exactly. Goblin this die? This is America. Yeah, we stand no, Nikaido this is America. and William for the same reasons. Yeah. Oh. Does anybody really ever die in um, media? I'll tell you someone that dies. Uh, the high school girl that goes missing. No, no, no. We stand Willem Dafoe because uh, the Green Goblin went to prison, too. You see, we glorify prison. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead. Uh, fuck, I... Li- oh. So we don't stand Yuki Mitsuya. Um, I mean, yeah, we don't not stand her. She's just. What about you know. Siho Ichimura? Siho. Um, you know, there's only a few characters that I don't like in this show. Speaking <laughs> of characters, boys. Drum roll. Jacob. It is now time for you to guess me and Matt's favorite characters. Well, Matt's was easy as fuck. He knows it, Yano. That's... It couldn't have been that easy. There had to have was... been some doubt. I told Alex with certainty before I even asked. Fuck. Yes. How um, about mine, Jacob? Uh, this I kept one, this real quiet. This one is real difficult. Because uh, if none of the characters had any significance, I would just go with Otakawa. But I don't know if you're going to be the the little hipster guy and pick someone other than Otakawa. Because I feel like Otakawa would have had the most relatable moments for you um, by a mile. Uh <laughs> I feel like it's either Otakawa or Gariki, but I'm going to go with Otakawa. Well, the Discord picture doesn't lie. It is Otakawa after all. Uh, man's be spitting. That's all I got to say. My guy Everything Jake over he here said. is killing it this week with the Preds. Yeah, this mate, one, see, I knew I should have changed it to fucking Yano, dude. This one had so many characters, and yet it was so much easier than Jujutsu Kaisen. 
<laughs> yeah, because these characters all like matter now. Like a lot of the some of the characters in Jujutsu Kaisen like just matter later. Yeah, like, it's whatever. Like the goat Toto. Yo, yeah. oh, but, Toto uh, is the goat though. Just Toto wait. is the goat. Just. Just wait. Just, no, Matt, just, just wait. you wait. I, I'm Sorry. not going to spoil anything. You wait, buddy. I, Before I you jump into things the... about the Shiketsu arc. Ooh, ooh, but hold on, Matt. We have to guess Jacob's favorite character. Oh, uh, yeah, we do. I'm personally going to go with... I'm going to go with Shirikawa. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, think that's my... I think uh Jake might like I wanna say Tanaka, but I feel like it's not right. So I don't think he's a Tanaka stan. No, I'm gonna guess Kakihana. I feel for the Tender bo- Monkey. Ooh. Oh wow. I thought at least one of you would get this, but no, it's Dobu. Yeah, that one felt felt too obvious to pick. (laughs) That one did not feel right to me, but I did not like. You can't not like Dobu. He's a very, very firm second for me. Well, I didn't like Dobu early, but he just after like he grew on me as well. Honestly, the reveal at the end where it turns out he has a like tip dyed mullet too. I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of extorting women to steal pharmaceutical drugs, but (laughs) Dobu gets a pass. Hey, you don't have to... Listen, I'm glad we're not reviewing Dorawara. I'd have to say who my favorite character is, and I have no defense. (laughs) I have have no defense for for their actions. (laughs) I mean, if it's... It's probably the same as mine, who is one of the more fucked up characters. Listen, a so. good character is a good character, even if they don't do good things. Just because I you're mean, a exactly. bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. To be clear, Thanks, we Satan. are talking about Isaiah, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Isaiah. <laughs> yeah. That's... He's the best. Like, he's so good. I just yeah. want to punch his little face. <laughs> I mean, Shizuo was a close second, and it made them fighting for me very hard. It felt like mom and dad fighting. <laughs> oh, not again. This just means two Christmases. <laughs> yes, I can get the Xbox I'm and getting, the PlayStation. Yeah. I'm getting an ass-whooping followed up by quick stabs. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Sorry, which of your parents is stabbing you? That's Isaiah. <laughs> Well, uh, before we jump into discussing Odd Taxi, though, with the full plot, um, I do want to talk about, real quick, since I don't want to say all this in the middle, but it was very nice to have a story that they kept building and adding elements on without leaving a big old shit pile of unexplained stuff by the end. Cough, cough, wonder egg. Well, that's um, the thing. Cause... I know there are a lot of comparisons, but I think that's a very firm and clear difference that makes me hesitate to compare them because it feels bad to put them in the same that's sentence. Why, that's why. I, well, it doesn't feel bad, and I get the comparisons considering both were primarily done by rookie teams. But like I said at the beginning, I feel like it's more 
it's more fair to compare this to something like an odd taxi or a Bacano, because those both also have stories that they continuously build upon without leaving a giant just ship pile there at the end. They also include a large cast of characters with stories being told via flashback. Whereas with Wonder Egg, it's much more of a what turned out to be scientific thing that was transporting them to the other world, which same reason as to why, you know, spoilers here, um, Otakawa is viewing everybody as animals, as he has a visual, um, mental disconnect there to make it easier for him to process talking to people after a very traumatic event. Whereas all those girls, yes, did go through traumatic things, but they're not seeing the world differently. They're literally going to a different like plane of existence. If that makes sense. Whereas I think like, I mean, the great pretender comparisons a lot more fair because each of the different Matt cover your ears. Cause I feel like we're probably going to watch this and I know you haven't seen it. Um, each of the different cases kind of, uh, you know, build upon each other for that final, for the final one in the way that it all ends and ends up, you know, finally tying together. And each of them, Odd Taxi, the full episode 13, and the final episode of Great Pretender, how it has that little end credit scene, both kind of leave it open-ended for season two, but neither of them really need it anyways. They're both magnificent how they are. Um, I think really makes that comparison even better. This is just shorter and not as upbeat. For I'm, me, I should say. I mean, I see the comparisons, but I do feel like a lot of this is like what Wonder Egg wanted to give. They wanted to give that sort of peek into like a different... Um, psychological perspective they wanted to leave like mystery they wanted to uh you know build all these intricate like little threads that interconnect with each other and um it kind of failed to do it because it was just so far up its own ass whereas this yeah, like it, you can yeah, sort of that, oh i was just gonna say there was that major disconnect between somewhere on the production team where they wanted to go one way and the other side wanted to go the other and they just tried to compromise and it didn't work out. Whereas this, the director and writer, the whole production staff were all on the same page and they were able to produce that full story. Yeah, and the overarching result of this is probably, like, you can sort of see how every thread connects to it and how it would sort of be less impactful if you remove any of those like individual threads. Um, so it's, it, it just feels a lot better and a lot more necessary and it leaves a lot less like unexplained or just poorly explained. Yeah. That's why I feel like, uh, like I say, great pretender is a little bit closer to, uh, comparison to what the shows are because they're both um like fully anime originals there but, well, so um, is wonder egg that's true that but, is true like but i it sounds I, I like what just, you're uh, saying to me is that the, you'd rather compare it to great pretender because great pretender was actually good and this was also actually good <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather compare it to Great Pretender because the stories are more comparable to Wonder Egg. Uh, but 
I, I see where people are coming from with the Wonder Egg comparison, but to me, I think it would make more sense for Great Pretender. I guess more so because they came out in the same year. But... Right, it's a matter of comparing to competition rather than comparing for similarity. I mean, I think yeah. all three can be compared within the same pool. I don't think so, because, like, Wonder Egg doesn't match any of the genres that the other two are. What I mean, do you mean? It, it Wonder just Egg depends absolutely on what your criteria matches. are. You can, you can compare any two, three, four things as long as you pick the right criteria. But, I, like, in general, it's... Leave Wonder Egg alone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm determined to murder that show. It murdered itself, okay, guys? It really did. It's been tanking it, since it, we covered it. God. It genuinely I, it genuinely did it to itself. I choose it's to believe we did that. Per- we covered it, and then it died, and it's slowly <sighs> dying even more as we talk about it in every episode to disparage its name because it hurt right. me bad. We're 46 minutes in. Going down? We're 46 minutes in. What yeah, happens in Odd good Taxi, time. Alex? <laughs> You know, in, you know, in On Taxi, we open up with a walrus. His name's Otakawa. He wakes up from a nightmare, like probably going 46 minutes in consistently to a podcast without them covering the topic. Um, but, uh, and, you know, he decides like every, you know, adult, he has to go back to work. Um, oops. So he ends up uh, turning on the radio uh, to some Honomo sapiens, um, which is like a comedy duo. They're not, like, overly funny, but Otokawa likes them, and, you know, who am I to judge? And then uh, he ends up picking up a hippo who really just wants to do what uh, what any young... What what generation is the young... Are, are oh, the dude, young kids now? He's a Zoomer. Yeah, these are he's Zoomies. He's a Zoomer? Yeah, this He's dude, a Zoomie? He's a Zoomer that wants to be an influencer. Yeah, he's a, Zoom, he's a Zoomer that wants to be an influencer. Take that from a... Quote unquote Matt 2020 Anybody's Podcast. 2021. Fuck. <laughs> 2021 Anybody's Podcast. Um so you know they get into a little discussion about, you know, what makes a post go viral. And, you know, there are several different things, inspirational quotes, you know, funny things. Um, sometimes making fun of other people goes viral. Things like that. And Otakal is like, oh, that's that just seems kind of silly. Um, so, you know, the hippo ends up taking a picture, makes a silly little post, and uh, ends up does, gets a little viral bump from it, and ends up posting it on the wall there. Um, later on that day, Otakawa ends up visiting his doctor, and they have a, a nice little exchange, um, you know, just talking about generational gaps. And then Bruce Springsteen. Which is uh, the great first moment of, are they really animals? <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's something else. Like, even in episode one, um, in something like Beastars or BNA, like, they always explain, like, the social dynamic of the animals. Even in Zootopia, they explain the social dynamic of animals in the opening sequence. Um, here in Odd Taxi... You get no explanation of like the social dynamic of how the animals are really working, which like 
normally isn't like a big clue towards anything unless you're like just searching for shit. Um, but yeah, good, good call out there, Jacob. Can I get a Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen. No. I can't do it. Do Sorry. it. Do it or you're but, fake. Yeah, I do like that they kind of leave the breadcrumbs for you to solve this by yourself, but it's not like... It's it's just kind of a, like, aha thing at the end. And if you didn't figure it out, then it's just the big reveal. Right. Yeah. Like, there's uh, the bit yeah. earlier, I think, at the beginning with the Homo sapiens, they they talk about what separates them from animals. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of background noise to everybody else because there's actual, like, inner monologue happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dialogue, yeah. maybe at this point, but yeah, it's, no, it's dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a nice subplot that like it's good for a second watch through. Honestly, to kind of put the pieces together, you know, as something you pick as a focal point. Which is another reason why I say. Great Pretender, Bacchano, this show's rewatchable. You watch One Direct once, you don't want to rewatch it. That is don't because finish the watching same. it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to finish the first watch through of One Direct. But you, you wanna, I did. You and I wanted to it. finish the second. You want to stop at episode seven and just pretend it ended there. <laughs> Give it the Gurren Logan. <laughs> This girl's um, cute turtle saved her, and that's where it cuts out. Exactly. Nothing bad ever happened to the turtle. <laughs> nope. Manon is still alive. And he's beautiful, <laughs> but he's sick. But he's going to make he's, it. But he's he's beautiful. Yeah, he's, he's beautiful, <laughs> alive, and alive. Um, and if that's not true, after, the other stuff's uh, not true. Yeah, um, but after leaving the doctor's office, uh, Otakawa is then harassed by the policemen's uh, who are looking for uh, his camera uh, information because they uh, suspect that he may be uh, linked to a missing persons case. It was also kind of background noise uh, to the show as well. Um, later that day, we... Uh, you know, meet some of Otakawa's friends uh, down at the bar. Uh, his friend Kakihana, who is lying about how much money he makes on <laughs> dating apps and hoping to find a wife. Which, you know, starting off a relationship on a lie is never a uh, never a good time. Um, shortly thereafter, Goriki, his doctor, Bruce Springsteen compatriot, um, gets a call from a, a nurse at his clinic saying somebody's been s- stealing some medicine. Uh, from the hospital, and they do suspect the nurse that was in there with them as well, Shirakawa, um, who Otakawa subsequently picks up in his taxi. And uh, Dobu is uh, then handed a card from the older, from one of the policemen that stopped him, uh, that stopped Otakawa earlier that night. Um, instead of uh, dropping Shirakawa, uh, off at her destination, uh, Otakawa and her actually end up uh, talking about the past, about their past with each other down at the park, and we are revealed that Shirakawa actually knows a uh, 
special type of Brazilian uh, martial arts that kind of looks like dancing. And something that I really like every time that uh, ever brought up through the show is that it gets a little uh, musical track behind it. I think that's really, uh, really fucking cute. And she does the cute little pose, too, when she says capoeira. Or when she says, I know capoeira. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she poses up and everything. It's so good. Um, which, knowing, like, everything about this show, that, that oh, this show's actually really good. Uh, highly, oh, that's something else we didn't do. Guys, I know we're, like, an episode and a half in here. Who would you recommend this show to? Uh, I thought we just skipped it because probably like anyone, because it's a 13 episode show that's in no way offensive, does not like really cross any boundaries. And it's very like one of its selling points, I think, is that it's just very marketable to any audience. I mean, you do watch a teenage girl get murdered in one of the episodes. I mean, yeah, she's kind of asking for it by being Whoa. in a pop group. By yeah. being successful in a pop yeah, group. by being so cute. Is she a part of the one percent? Dog, she's in the one percent of human beings. Oh my god! Did you hear the kind of talk you... about this woman? Matt, who would you recommend this show to? Um. Honestly, pretty much just about anybody that likes anime. It's it's very easily digestible. It's not long. There is no part of it that feels tedious at all. I was more or less enthralled from like episode four going onwards. I couldn't stop watching. I just want to chime in here to say that you said anyone that likes anime, but I would like to point out that this specifically is not like too weeby. Or anything, and there's no like the comedy elements don't really like play off of you knowing or understanding anime tropes. So I'd say it's like if you can watch anything animated, then you're probably in the clear on that. No, you're right. Um, like, yeah. uh, what was that recent movie that was all subtitles? Um, had Edward Norton, Scarlett Johansson, something about dogs. Why can't I remember it? If you know, send us a tweet, a Twitter DM. We'll give you the Twitter link at the end of the podcast. I personally would recommend this show to anybody with uh, good taste, honestly. Uh, anybody that can really appreciate art or like good conversational humor um, or getting a little introspective. Uh, sometimes, but not being like too on the nose about it. Isle of Dogs. That's the name of the movie. We no longer need the Twitter DM for that, but send us one anyways. We'd like to talk to you. Yeah, DM me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry you're lonely, Matt. We're always here for you on the Discord. Yeah, dudes, DM me. I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, back to the show. Um, uh, so it turns out that one of the uh, people that are the person that Kakihana ended up matching with on the dating app is uh, part of an idol group um, called Mystery Kiss. Um, and at their last concert, uh, 
you know, not not too many people showed up. It was probably like only eight people. Um, you know, most of them long-term fans and the main singer ends up just having a little conversation um with one of the fans about, you know, why the other idols are having to wear masks recently, you know, because they haven't had to do that before. And, you know, it's just something that the agency wanted to uh, kind of try out uh, to gain attention. I just want to throw out there that um, when we get like that little sort of town view thing and we got the mystery kiss uh, Chojo Koigen show plan, it is uh, like... It's very, I, the whole like vibe with the music kind of feels like a, like surreal sort of thing. Cause it's like, what the fuck is happening? Is this like, is this like a second OP already? And like, we're getting yeah. like the super extended opening. Cause the song is just such high production value. Um, it's so funky, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mystery kiss stan. I I am I I like I I would if I won the lottery I would buy three hundred thousand mystery kiss CDs. <laughs> you know, so would that fan um, as well, and he actually ends up telling that to Otakawa in his cab um, because he ends up getting a ride uh, from him afterwards, and he actually ends up scamming him um, by not even like paying his full fee. <laughs> Uh, to go a little bit further, um, and then Otakawa's next pair of uh, patrons is actually the group, uh, the comedy group uh, Homo Sapiens, uh, Baba and Shibigaga, who end up uh, fighting in the back seat, uh, you know, kind of about their partnership because they're not seeing eye to eye about where they're wanting to go on their whole comedy careers or how seriously they're taking, or even if they have fans. And Otakawa's like, Um, and shortly after dropping those two off, uh, Dobu enters the back of Kawa's cab well. Um, <clears throat> at the start of the next episode here, episode three, uh, Kakihana accidentally, uh, this scene cracked me, cracked me up. I'm not, I'm not sure about you two, but, uh, it's whenever Kakihana is at the sauna and it's him and the Tapir guy. And Kakihana is like texting Otakawa, and uh, like right right before Dobu got into the cab, um, pretty much the Tapir is on the phone with Dobu, um, talking about Otakawa, and he has his headphones in, and Kakihana is right next to him, um, and he's responding to him because he doesn't see that he has his headphones in. Happens to me all the time. Honestly, I get it. Um, like. Especially like the new headsets that are so small you can't even see them. Oh my goodness! And it's worse whenever the question you asked lines up with their response and it just keeps going. Um, but it was a really good scene. Highly recommend it. That has um, never happened to me because I don't talk to random fucking people. <laughs> you know, uh, some of the jobs I've had. Yeah, like have you ever been past, a cashier I've, I've where had, someone's on the phone at the yeah. register? No, because I ignore people, even Damn. if they are talking to me. Damn, this man's true. Oh, to no. Yeah, see, I try to, but like, whenever I'm at work, like, 
But I'm like doing a customer service job, customer service mode kicks in and I'm like, yes, customer, I'm here for you no matter how <laughs> shitty you treat me. Like it, I hate it, but that's how it be. Just, Capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism's played a fool of me too many times. Time for it to die. Um, but back in the cab, Dobu is attempting to uh, blackmail Otakawa and giving him information about uh, the missing high school girl that people really think Otakawa seems to be involved with. Otakawa refuses to play along. Dobu then is just like, all right, if anybody comes looking for your dash cam information, tell me who did it because I'll take care of them. I need to know it's related to my boss. The girl's like the the boss's daughter's high school friend. So like it's personal and I need it. Um, episode four, uh, Naka's revolution. Now this episode, I think kind of probably hit us all a little hard. We're, I, I'd like to say we're we're all gamers to some degree here, yeah? Uh, well, yeah, but this episode just made me think of Matt. Like, <laughs> literally on the dot, everything about this oh, character just screamed Matt to me. <clears throat> my heart. From, from the... Uh, I, we can just cover the whole thing while I explain it would be stuff with Matt because this guy gets, like obsessed to an autistic degree over erasers <laughs> something matt would do <laughs> he's pretty steal- cool erasers though he steals so his dad's credit card i would never do that a- i was already afraid an- of my dad <laughs> to buy an eraser for what is around one thousand dollars on the internet I would never go um, that far. Jesus Christ. Gets scammed as well. So <laughs> yeah, doesn't, doesn't even, even get, get the eraser. <laughs> gets the shit beaten out of him by his dad. Something that would happen to Matt. Um, Can confirm. Happened plenty. Usually and then I goes on, it. And then goes on to spend an exorbitant amount of money on loot boxes. <laughs> Trying to make up for all the abuse he suffered in childhood. It's not about making gotta up get for some kind of abuse. It's not like, yeah, fuck yeah, you, Yeah, gotta dad. get them pools, bro. It's, it's just the straight dopamine from unboxing. Um, Honestly, the dude got gotcha. No. Yeah, dude, that's why I haven't played the Konosuba game, because I know I'm going to get fucking gotcha so hard. Like, literally the first day I played it, I got all three of my favorite characters, like... Three or four star, like like good units that I can actually upgrade into the higher cost. So and I just haven't glad. played because I don't want to. I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah, I'm so glad my phone couldn't run Genshin Impact when you tried to get me into it, Jake. Oh my well, god! I never I'm so spent any play. money on that game, but oh, I yeah, feel like you would I'm have. A I would. Mind. <laughs> I would for some mo. Matt for, would be for like, some I, have to, I would. I have to drop five hundred dollars, Jacob, or I'm not gonna have the hot waifu while we play together. It wouldn't be. Yeah, it's, I'm doing this for you, Jacob, so you have something to look at. <laughs> it's all for the friends. Uh, but yeah, after uh, after he ends up getting that new gotcha Zudin, um, he ends up getting really sucked into it. Um, and he finds out that, you know, similar to his first thought, his first niche interest, erasers, this too has a dodo bird. 
but it's a it's an ultra super rare, and he ends up spending billion. I'm pretty sure millions of dollars. Uh, uh, to oh, get millions it. of yen. fifty thousand fifty thousand dollars was his amount when he was at that meeting. Uh, so around fifty thousand dollars in U.S. money. All right. So about so about fifty k to get the dodo bird, which is all that's some people's yearly salary. Probably his, um, given his career. Yeah, and uh, given where, um, and the moment that he actually retrieves the dodo, Otakawa drives by, and an accident occurs, and his phone breaks. Which we see and, as a flashback is when he has Dobu in the back of the taxi. Yes, and unfortunately, autosave did not hit in time, and he lost his dodo. Well, so. being my experience with um, a different game, it's not actually—I've had this happen in a game, not because I dropped my phone or broke it, but um, if you play a game where the loot boxes aren't automatically calculated— and your phone either disconnects or like the game crashes while you're opening something— then that loot box now has a different item in it when you go back on the network because it will be sealed since you didn't claim the thing. Yeah, it's just I think a that's soft what reset. they were going for here. It's like a um, soft reset in Pokemon when you're shiny hunting. Yeah, something like that. It's uh, made me feel real bad for him because I've been there, you know, opening up a little fucking game thing while I'm like in the car on a road trip and then the network goes out and then when i'm back on the network my box is still there and it's like oh now there's just trash in it or like the battery dies and you're not sure when the last time you saved was r.i.p my salamance on emerald when i was nine <laughs> alex have you ever went around the town picking up random idol girls you know i can't say i can but I also can't say that I've ever been told that by those also random idol girls that uh, their manager is willing to pay an exorbitant amount of money for my dash cam uh, video. Uh, either. Uh, which theirs was for whatever reason. Uh, and then, uh, but also, Goriki uh, decides that he wants to close his clinic down for a while because of the missing medicine. Koriki and Otakawa both know that it's Shirakawa, but they both like her enough as a person to not, like, tell the authorities that it's Shirakawa, because they don't want to put a stain on her career or anything like that. Which I thought was pretty nice of them, but at the same time, like, rules are rules, and if she was stealing medicine regardless of what. Even if it was for Dobu, because she had massive debt to okay, him. Okay, but when you see her as a human instead of an alpaca, it's pretty clear no, why I... he's closing down the clinic instead of turning her in. I know or why they're closing down. Or asking for the medicine back, or for her to I... stop. Like I said, I get it. I think it's nice of them, but at the same time, ethically, I think they should have just turned over Shirakawa. I, I mean, think Big Pharmacy needs to die. Yeah, um, steal from them as much as you can, I, cutie. Yeah. I mean... Matt, yeah, do you Big have Pharma a fucking, should probably die. Are you wifoing the poorly drawn human character? <laughs> <laughs> no, Otokawa is, like, straight up 
embarrassed to look at her because he thinks she's so cute when he starts seeing humans again. You Man, gotta, he thought she, she was cute. You gotta she lean into it, brother. I feel like you liked her as an alpaca, and you're just happy you can now sexualize her as a human. I mean, did you see Because this that is the next, most, though? This is the most plain-looking character I've ever seen. And also the like, ana- like the, the like actual Bro, fucking... capybara dance. Fuck off! Yeah, dude, she does capoeira. If just you think that's attainable, I don't know what is. Just say you like fucking nurse fucking joy as an alpaca, and then get out of here. I don't uh, like nurse joy. I'm okay with alpacas, though I prefer cows. Put Matt. Yes. You know what an alpaca can do that a that a that a fucking cow can't see over the top of my head. They can say, "Don't worry about it." Alpaca bull. <laughs> Jacob, you're fired from the antibodies. You're just mad that I would have advanced to the finals off that joke. Honestly, maybe. Who knows? But uh, just a couple. Tagged you in. Hold on, just a couple quick things so we can keep this moving along. Um. Takihana goes out on a fancy date with Shio to a fancy restaurant. They look so fucking uncomfortable that whole time. She doesn't um, care. She's just chilling on her phone. Yeah, yeah. She knows what's about to go down. Wait. And then Kakihana <laughs> just making a fucking fool of himself. Are you telling me that's um, not how dates are supposed to go? <laughs> I, I'm saying, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I, I'm not the best at dates myself. I I love um, how like well timed all of this was though, with like they really nailed awkward as fuck here, with like all of really his mannerisms, did. all of the like awkward oh, pauses. They were like every. I, I like how they set the tone with him saying, "Oh no, I come to places like this like at least once a month," and then he does everything wrong, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, that's how you guys do things here," but <laughs> oh. Him, both him and Odakawa, like, are both so awkward, and the way they play it is, like, they don't do the fucking, the classic anime thing of, oh, I'm awkward, so I'm gonna grab your titty, or, oh, I'm awkward, so I'm just gonna fucking sit here and get beat on emotionally. No, they're, they're like, no, they're real, they're real people awkward. Yeah, they, they, the pauses are, like, timed well, but they're not to where it's, like, just, lazy i guess we don't get like those yeah. family guy pauses um it's uh it it feels like a it's it's very conversational yeah like everything the script in this all together is like i do think the script would be enhanced with slightly better voice acting because you could tell and you can also look at the really you can look I, at the mouth. i thought the voice acting was really good myself i really enjoyed all the voices and i thought they like all really fit Did, like the characters not all the characters no a lot of them yes like yano's was perfect dobu's was good but uh 
some of the other characters uh i think they left See, a little I, to be desired I, which character i'm curious um i thought tanaka's wasn't great Why? um the the bad hmm. diamond brother wasn't Big great diamond. the the good diamond brother was little really diamond. good um Gariki was decent uh What's his name? The fucking Rosal Springsteen. The Fox guy, uh, Yamamoto. His oh, the was manager. Yeah, his was yeah. Not, his was pretty mid. Um, I mean, he's like he's not an outstanding guy. He's an average, average dude. Yeah, but like the stuff he was trying to do, it it wasn't super convincing. I guess given that like. I didn't really feel Maybe the, that's why he's not on the cover here. I didn't really feel the stakes for him or Nikaido when they like literally fucking dumped a body and are going to go for to prison for it if they get caught. And I didn't really feel that sort of like urgency or anxiety from them. Well, it was more or less taken out of their hands by Yano and yeah. what's his face? That one of them yeah, literally had to fucking dismember a corpse and dump it for the first time. I don't know if you've watched any interviews with people that have had to do that, but they generally are pretty fucked up psychologically. And you they are generally like, unless you are a psychopath, you are constantly anxious about being caught. And Fair. Um, I also think given the context of when they had to dump the body, I think Nikita was already prepared to do... Yeah, she that was. Action. She was looking to murder she, her if she didn't get the answer yeah, she wanted. I, yeah, she I, was all ready to do that. Was she so. ready to murder her? Yes. Was she ready to emotionally like deal with the consequences of that? Probably not. And you see that with a lot of murder, where someone just murders someone and they have no afterthought of how they're going to handle that after. Um, right, but that's I, more I don't, spur of the moment, like passion. She was going yeah, into this she was, cold-blooded, thinking, like, yeah, dude, if like if she doesn't say yes to this request, like, I'm going to kill her. That's not, yeah, even the intent of the, that's not even the intent of the character, though, because she starts to say, like, I feel like we should turn ourselves in or tell them the truth or, like, whatever. So that's not, like, the intent is <laughs> to make her feel that, and, like, they show that through like the dialogue but they don't show it through the characters like actions right, or her voice through, yeah yeah i don't think she meant it though i think she was probably just saying that mainly because she would more than likely be able to get herself a less harsh of a sentence coming clean about it if they were actually onto her knowing that she wants to go forward with this idol career because she comes forward and says, oh, I saw my manager dumping the body. He's immediately the suspect. Yes. There. But like the, and it all blame shifted. The, but I, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. The sort of like inner monologue thing made me feel like she did have some like sadness and guilt. And also her reaction to finding the dead body wasn't like relief. It was terror. But. I would have liked to have felt that from the characters. I don't think uh, like you could have done a little more with the writing to show that, but I'm not really going to fault that so much as I would have liked to have 
felt that in the character a little. Um, it could have been like an artistic choice to make it more of a surprise when you find out that she's kind of behind this. Uh, cause I do think that's an unlikely character to be there, but once we learn that moment, I feel like it should be felt more. Fair. Do you know what else was a surprise? Um, everything that happens in the next few episodes because this shit went off the deep end. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say the, uh, the idol fan actually winning the, uh, lottery with Arukawa's lucky numbers. Not surprising. Lucky numbers, <laughs> random numbers that he picked from his picture on his phone. Like of like bus or train lockers at that. It, but, uh, just, there's no sense behind it. I love it. And somehow that is like the least surprising thing to happen in the next few episodes. Yeah, honestly. Um, <laughs> a key thing is this is where like Tanaka's deal kicks off too. Uh, at the yeah, end of the episode. Yeah, I was about to say. Actually, right now they end up going to a cabaret club and they end up uh, getting followed in by a masked gunman. Uh, who ends up getting them to leave. And uh, one of the members of the Homo Sapiens also works there, uh, who ends up, uh, you know, managing to get the group to escape. Um, elsewhere, Kakihana decides to go more in debt for the pussy. Which is never a good idea. Um, Shirikawa finally tells the full truth to Otakawa about um, her debt to Dobu. Um, and then... Uh, the hippo guy's actually been going kind of viral lately because he released a video saying that he's going to hunt for Dobu, that he's like a warrior of justice, and he's kind of gained a cult following. Um, so Dobu kind of, he comes to Otakawa and's like, hey, this is kind of causing me some trouble here. Um, and, you know, ask Otakawa to help find this guy, and Otakawa's like, yeah, if you'll get rid of, uh, you know, debt and Dobo's like yes yes I will but like doesn't really want to and uh, the member of the homo sapiens that's dating Rui is uh, actually his yeah Baba his his actual full acting career is kind of kicking off uh, and he's not really having much time um, oh, and also Otakawa got shot at uh, in the club and at his home. Well, keep track of those boys. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Otakawa comes home to find that his home has been that a window has been shot. Um, he then calls the uh, younger of the Diamond brothers uh, to help arrest Dobu. Uh, you know, kind of tells him the whole situation of what's going on between him, Dobu, and everything. And it's like, hey, I'm going to keep you informed about anything that we're going to do. And if you want to help or do anything, please do. But also know, if we do take down Dobu, your brother will also be arrested at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I would like to talk about how much of like a mental undertaking this must be for a brain damaged taxi driver to be conspiring on like three different levels with like five different people. Yeah. 
Some would say his brain damage is his superpower, Matthew. <laughs> he's rainbanning he it. He can identify <laughs> yeah. anyone. Yeah, I would actually say that his uh, his disconnect there is actually like is what allowing is what's fully allowing him to do this. Because like otherwise he's just a nervous wreck. Well, he's he's not afraid to die allegedly. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's false because you know the shit he pulled with Dobu when he had the gun, and the shit in the club yeah. when Tanaka pulled the gun, et cetera. Et yeah, cetera. no, he's. I, it's he he plays it he plays it cool, but he's he's afraid like anybody else to die. Um. But yeah, so the, yeah, the younger Daimon agrees, but you know he still suspects Otakawa of the uh, missing girl, even though he's literally in his home. Then um, Daimon gets called away to deal with a dead body before he can actually like fully search Otakawa's house. Um, meanwhile, uh, Kakihana uh, is uh, hiding out from some loan sharks henchmen. Um. But, you know, to fully get away, he decides to go meet up, finishes uh, Shiho, and ends up getting knocked out. Um, elsewhere, Hirikawa uh, uh, then tells Goriki about, you know, what she's been doing with Dobu, and uh, also asks for help to save Otakawa. And... Speaking of Otokawa, he actually runs into a quite an angry little uh, porcupine who seems to have a little something up his behind, if you know what I mean. Yeah, if that something is fucking rhythm and drip out the ass. I don't think he's supposed to be dripping uh. out of his ass, man. <laughs> no, most creatures in man. nature are not meant to be dripping out of their ass. If you're dripping out of your ass, you might want to leave your leave your class, but this porcupine for sure has some class. Wet gas. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so... More to come on him later. Uh, yeah... Uh, but Otakawa and Dobu are out on the hunt for the person that just, you know, shot at them at the cabaret club. So they decide to hunt down any person with a skull mask on Halloween because they're real. They're working with five brain cells at least. But, you know, they track, they hunt down the wrong person. Um, and then Pussy Hippo uh, videotapes it. Instead of confronting Dobu like he said he would, he then flees across town. And then... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did Yana you begins... see what Dobu did to that guy with that broom? Bro, I don't care. You put it on Twitter that you're going to beat this man's ass and you're out here filming it like a like a live video and you're not going to beat his ass. Don't don't start shit if there ain't going to be no shit. I mean, there was shit That's eventually. All I'm but I'm just saying this this here is because like whenever he first put out the video, I was like, OK, that'd be cool if he did. Like, I would like to see that. But this was like, no, he's just I, I, I think I see where this character is kind of going. And for the <laughs> most part, I was pretty much on the nose. Um, but after Yano ends up giving Kakihana that bloody nose, um, 
they realize that he ain't got no money, yo. Uh, meanwhile, Otakawa and Dobu plan their next uh, move. Um, uh, uh, you know, kind of get some money and crap for Dobu's boss because Dobu wants to beat out this Yano fellow. Um, oh, yeah, brother, they've got history. Otakawa, yeah. Yeah, so Otakawa ends up calling um, manager of Mystery Kiss to give him a uh, million yen offer for his dash cam videos because that is how much lottery that, you know, their fan. Billion. Uh, one. Billion. Yeah, one, one billion, sorry. And he was like, oh, that's ridiculous. Who would pay that? And, uh, you know, so they go back and discuss it. They end up deciding to say, fuck it. Um, Shiho ends up wanting out of the badger games that they're running on the older men uh, for money for the group. Uh, but Yano said that's the only way that they can end up actually getting some good fucking soup. So, <laughs> you're in it to win it. He's trying so hard. I'm really trying here. Since neither one of you want to throw in <sighs> on this. I just, I don't have the talent. I'm sorry. You just have to make words rhyme. <laughs> I'm not as cool as Yano is. He's got metronome-like rhythm in his blood. Yeah, Yano, I'm really not doing justice to Yano, but, like, every time he speaks, there's, like, an actual beat behind it, and he is actually rapping. And I'm pretty sure his voice actor is a rapper. Uh, this is um, the first time he's ever voice acted a character. No way. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I I think it is uh I, I think it is a based on how his based on how the voice actor's name is spelled, I would say that he more than likely <laughs> his is name a rapper. Is Meteor in all caps. Yeah, so I I personally will be checking That's out his music. I like this flow. Shit. Oh my god. Um yeah. But hey guys, check out don't Meteor's let new my album. bad rhymes. Um, yeah, don't, he does don't have, let my bad rhymes. He does turn have you an off. album called 2019, but is it, it looks like it is. 2019. It looks like it is uh, odd taxi themed. No way, that's probably oh, great. Oh yeah, it's got Yano on a scooter in the cover, but he also has albums that are not. All right, so yeah, Yano heard about the billion yen offer and said that's a hot dollar. Um, but he also thinks that Dobu's involved somehow because Monkey's always around. Oh, I hate myself. Um, and uh, plans to make use of Kakihana later. Um, later, uh, Otakawa, Otakawa emits uh, or s secretly tapes. Um, him and Dobu uh, plan uh, to steal the uh, winnings from the lottery winner, um, which I believe they they do the thing in this episode, right? No, they don't. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so uh, Dobu's just like, I want to steal the lottery winnings. Um, Otakawa secretly tapes it, sends that information off to the younger Daimon brother. Um, Otakawa, or Dobu thinks he's going to get it away with it because he has the older Daimon brother in his back pocket. And then Otakawa 
uh, tells, uh, you know, the dumbass that posted a picture of his face and his lottery ticket, the winning lottery ticket on the internet, um, you might want to take that down or change it or say it was a prank, bro. And he also realizes what happened to uh, Kakihana. Um, Otakawa then tries to get the younger uh, Diamond brother to uh, arrest or, pers- or pursue uh, his older brother um, or and says that Dobu is outside of his jurisdiction. Uh, later, Otakawa tries to get Dobu to try to help him rescue Kakihana. Um while also sending a message back to uh, the lottery winner as well, um, but starts to or or sends up sorry sends and sends his location to uh, the hippo guy, uh, who's starting to have some reconsiderations about his online fame. You know, which you know always be careful about what you put out there. You never know uh, what's going to come back. Well, yeah, that fan he was um, diddling called him out. I mean, wasn't wrong. I know, dude. She was real as um, fuck. Yeah, she really hit the the nail on the head there. Um, while Otakawa is uh, so yeah, they're driving Dobu, and the masked uh, gunman shows up again in a white van, um, as a uh, harbor. Um, Dobu ends up. Kicking some people's ass. Otakawa rescues uh, Kakihana. Uh, Dobu ends up getting shot in the leg um, by an unseen assailant um, just as the hippo guy shows up to take the credit. But Dobu quickly uh, beats his ass as well. Ends up uh, giving him some life advice, which he'll adhere to for approximately 10 days. Um <laughs> Later, Goriki pays a visit to Otakawa's uh, home, uh, like his, but instead, you know, finds his landlady and has a quick conversation about how his whole rent situation is paid, and it's a little weird. And we also learn that Otakawa is an orphan, so R.I.P. He's got the same backstory as Batman. Um, it's true. Batman's parents also. Uh... <laughs> Died horribly in a car crash. Or somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, or something like that. Yeah, but moving on, uh, one of the few fans of the Homo sapiens demands to team up with the Boar um, after they fail to advance to the next round of the comedy competition. But he refuses, saying, uh, you know, there's always the loser's bracket. Um, the idol fan... Uh, uh, Amai post, you know, hey guys, that was just a prank. I'm just trying to throw off. But Yanni is too quick with it, and he says, you're a fucking dimwit. Um, and has already came up with his plan to cop his bag. Um, and they end up uh, figuring out... Okay, this is some actual Batman shit. They actually figure out where he lives just based off of the pictures that he posted. Like, it was just, just cyber stalking. Yeah, it was really good. Um, good on them. I couldn't have yeah. done that. Um, uh, and Max yeah. from Catfish could. Probably. Um, but anyways, uh, the Mystery Kiss manager once again tries to bargain with Otakawa for his dashcam data. Um, 
But then Otakal was like, oh, no, no. I have my own scheme going on here. You're playing checkers, and I'm literally playing five games of five dimension right now. I don't even know who I am. You think you can take my dash cam video? Hell no. Um, and, you know, he does end up finally kind of getting him on board there. Uh, in exchange for saving Mystery Kiss from whatever is going to go down with these Yakuza guys. Uh, later, uh, Nobu goes over the final points of the heist plan with Otakawa as they leave. And uh, this is where they, they do the thing that I love that they do in anime, so long as it's not cringy. Um, they said the title of the show, uh, the plan that they come up with to... Uh, Fully steal the lottery winnings is called Odd Taxi. That was not why I thought this was called Odd Taxi. Me neither, but I, I really liked it. Well, uh, the fact that Otokawa rejected the name Odd Taxi leads me to believe that that was more a joke than the reason they named the show Odd Taxi. Nah, dude, that's the fucking, like, what other reason could there be, Matt? Because uh, it's a taxi with a really weird driver. He's a bit of well, an odd fellow. That wouldn't be consistent, and it's stylized as one word, so that wouldn't even make sense, Matt. Is it? Damn, son, today I learned. Did you not watch the show? Every I didn't time know it was had... stylized as one word. I didn't pay attention to that much. I'm not a font guy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that matters. Um... But later on that evening, uh, Otakawa ends up going to the sauna where he meets a Tapir who thinks that he's... The Tapir believes that Otakawa is the kidnapper of the missing high school girl and kind of questions why he acts that way. Um, Goriki continues investigating his past. And then on the news report, we get some news about that missing girl that Daimon was pulled away from. And... uh, it is revealed to us that as a mystery kiss member, Yuki Mitsuya, and Otokawa subtly uh, to himself mutters, it's not her. Um, in the next episode, Rui kind of reflects on her recent past with mystery kiss and their whole rise to fame. And it sh- kind of sheds some light uh, on the death of uh, the missing high school girl that we have just found out about, and that Yuki was actually going to murder her but whenever she had shown up um, to the studio that day to ask her if she would kind of step down from taking the lead role that the, um, I believe their company managers wanted her to take. But, you know, Rui, or Nikaido, take back over. Um, you know, if she said yes, she was, nothing was going to happen. But if she said no, she was going to, she was going to die. Which is and, laughable, as if she could take down this prime athlete yeah and uh but whenever she shows up for that conversation um she's already dead so they end up she ends up you know kind of not not super freaking out but a little freaking out calls her manager end up uh, having to call in uh yano to dispose of her and uh, some other stuff that happened in this episode, Gorky just continues to dig into Otakawa's uh, past and learning that they died in a 
van crash and what appeared to be a double suicide. Um, and Otakawa swam to safety on his own. And in the next episode, the plan on taxi goes into full effect. Um, so essentially, it's going to explain the plan because that's what happened this episode here. Uh, Yano and Tiger Guy and Lottery Winner show up to the bank. Um, the bank hands them 10 briefcases filled with the lottery winnings. Only one of the briefcases has real money. The other nine are all counterfeit. Dobu knows Yano, so he knows that he's only, only going to want to check one case and get the fuck out of there. So bank guys are under Dobu's pay. They only check the case with the real money. They get out of there. The Daimons then pull over Yano um, and take him and Tiger Guy outside of their van into the police car while Otakawa grabs the lottery winner outside of the van and brings him into the taxi. Dobu drives the van to the designated parking lot that they said would be the meeting area. Dobu then drops off the taxi winner somewhere and just says, wait for my call, because, you know, Otakawa does have his own other plan that Dobu is unaware of that is also going on here. Um, so Dobu then drops off the van back at the tax, uh, back at the parking lot. Otakawa meets him, unknowing to Dobu, Otakawa has placed the track, the tracking device that the that Tanaka has been using to find Otakawa all this time. There, he shows up, and they end up having. We end up getting the revelation that Dobu is the one that scammed Tanaka all these years yeah. ago. That that sent him down the path. Now, funny thing, actually, that I learned as Eileen is practicing Japanese, uh, ditch eleven. Dobu means ditch, or directly in English translates to ditch. That's actually so good. So yeah, he's basically Dobu eleven. That that just earned the the show point two on its score. <sighs> That's that seems that like a just... very bad thing to make up any percent of your score. I like little I, shit like that. I like yeah, little Easter shit like that. Fun. What can I say? I like I like fun. things like that. Like things like that really. I mean, really Easter get me eggs going. are fun. I don't consider that one that's like mind blowing. His his name that's is his username. Only... Well, yeah, but then if you translate <laughs> you know what? it, it's his yeah. username. If you don't translate it, it's just ditch eleven. You know what would have made Sword Art Online a nine instead of a seven? <laughs> if if it if Kirito was his real name no, and there was okay. a nine. So, no, Jacob, I said point. I said point two, not two points. Point two. So because Any none of them of are English that. speakers, ditch 11 means nothing to them other than the name. So when, when Tanaka asks him point blank, are you ditch 11? Or like basically asking, are you Dobu Eleven? If it were translated, but they don't understand it, I guess in the other language, he says no because he doesn't remember playing the game. Or doing the uh, doing the auction, but yeah. Um, uh, well, no, it was about a Zudin at that point, I think. Oh. 
No, well, yeah, he brings it up into Zudin I mean, afterwards. Both. It was both because he had the it same username both. across both. Anyways. But yeah, it was like, is this you? And then Otakawa is like looking at the, I guess, silhouette profile picture. Like, yeah, it's obviously fucking him. Um, but then afterwards, uh, he does end up shooting Dobu, but Dobu doesn't think that he has the bullets to do it. And he even counts them out, but right after he counts them out, pop right in the stomach and, uh, Naka feels satisfied with his quest for vengeance of leaving. So does Otakawa, who, uh, calls the lottery winner and tells him how to get his money and just is like, Hey, the cops are going to be there. Just acting real cool <laughs> you belong there um and then as Otakawa is leaving Yano and Tiger Guy actually uh end up chasing him in the uh cop car that uh the Diamonds took them to and uh they end up uh, going over a bridge that is where episode 12 ends so Episode 13, um, it ends, the car, the, uh, the car chase ends with Otakawa's car, much like his parents' uh, death, which we do learn was a murder-suicide, murder, double murder-suicide This attempt. episode just fucked me up so good. Yeah, yeah, so essentially, back, back when Otakawa was a wee lad... His dad worked a lot of hours and was cheating on his mom. Mom had had enough of it at one point. And so one night she had decided to go pick up or no, they're at home. Yeah, because dad was drunk. So they were at home. So mom decided to take them out for a little drive, which Otakal was happy about because this is the one of the few times that he was actually able to spend time with both of his parents without it being uh not happy situation for him. And it he, was his first night drive. It was his first night drive. They always had gone for day drives beforehand. He loved um, going on day drives to the zoo with his dad. Hey, do you guys want to see um, Otakawa as a child not blacked out? No, I really like that it was an artistic choice to have him blacked out. I, nah, I'm check, gonna keep Check Discord General Matt. I don't want to. No, I don't want to see that. You remember I'm, that show, Matt? I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> it would be unprofessional to talk about Clarence on an anime podcast. Dude, Clarence is the best anime. Andy looks like a walrus. Dude, it's it comes full circle. We're back. <laughs> I thought you were the one that had things to do. Odd Taxi is a Clarence spinoff. Also, I already missed those things because I had to fix my mic for 30 minutes. Damn, you're not wrong. Alex, look at it. I get it. There was a whole bit about how Otakawa as a kid got made fun of for being kind of chubby. And the kid said he looked like a walrus. And also the eyes look exactly the same as the blacked out kid's <laughs> eyes. True. That's him. That vacant stare. 
As if Hold he's on, been hypnotized go. by the highway for years. <laughs> gotta go get banned in the fucking odd taxi subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so anyways, mom decides to drive uh, herself, dad, and Otakawa off of the bridge. Um, and whenever Otakawa wakes up from the hospital from that car accident... Um, he no longer sees people as people, but instead as animals, which is actually really beneficial for him because up until that point, he had always been very shy, not able to hold a proper conversation. Relatable. Um, he also finally is happy with himself because he is finally a walrus in his eyes. Because he, fi- he is finally a walrus in his eyes. So that is... Uh, and... That's the little backstory we get while Otakawa's asleep. And whenever Otakawa's awake, everybody is no longer animals. And we see everybody in their human forms, which was a little weird at first. And I didn't know how I really felt about it um, overall. Uh, but... You know, I thought it was some good exposition, and we finally learn who ended up dead killing, uh, who who killed the mystery kiss member, and it was the mystery kiss member, just not the one we thought it was. Well, uh, here's here's what's wild is they had a scene while Otakawa was flying through the air where everybody was having kind of like a transformative moment or like a flashback sort of, and hers was about how she likes fried chicken. And that's the last thing we see of her before this. Or I guess it's the last thing we see of her before this is the scene with her mom telling her that she lives through her vicariously and to go yeah, be like her, a superstar. Yeah, and her saying, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, so I guess know. that makes um, sense. But in this case of like everybody having their important revelation, she's just like, it's a flashback to. Whatever makes her happy is fried chicken. This is also, uh, this revelation was the most obvious thing to me because they were like, um, I think two episodes ago, they were like talking to her and she was like, oh yeah, I didn't bother applying anywhere else because, uh, like, and then no explanation It was just like, I was so certain you were going to do great things. It's like, what does that have to do with you having a job or not? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but we yeah, do that... watch this cat strangle another cat. Uh, turns out they're both not actually cats. They're 15-year-old girls. I think they're both 18, Matt. <laughs> no, they're 15. I'm pretty sure they're both 18 because Nikaido is 18. I guess maybe at this point. They were 16 at the time of the fucking, like, auditions. When she went missing, maybe, yeah. Hold on. Maybe. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. She was there for the debut, and they're all 18 then. So I'm pretty sure this all goes down. Like, the death go when 18. But that yeah, that 18. was odd. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyways, that was okay. odd taxi guys. Um, what did y'all think? Oh. Um. Well, Matt, 
needs to figure out what his favorite moment is still. I, so I Alex, just, if I you want to go first on that one. Um, honestly, I, ooh, that's a tough one. Cause there's so many just like little, little moments throughout the show that are all just really good. Good. It is a tough one. Moments. Um, I've been saying Bruce Springsteen all <laughs> episode, so Bruce but I can't. <laughs> is that my favorite? I think the show has too many good mystery moments for a comedy moment to take it. I don't oh, know because there's bad. a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of good comedy moments, at least for me personally. I thought the show was fucking hilarious. Um, myself with like a lot of a lot of the character interactions and just dialogue. It it was I, funny, but um, I very very much my uh, my sense of humor here. Uh, but I. I, I think, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to go with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> um, uh, what how about, about you, Jacob? Jakey? Yeah. Um, in episode two, he's driving someone in his taxi and he uses his turn signal. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> he's a safe driver. <laughs> it's true. He is a very reliable, steady, consistent driver. Yeah, no, you're over but... here saying a comedy moment can't take it. He uses his blinker. <laughs> that wasn't a comedy moment. That was a responsibility moment. Um... Do you know how many taxi drivers don't use their turn signal? 85%. But um, in actuality, uh, it's probably... I kind of want to see like a version of this done with more intense like shonen dialogue. But like the moment where Dobu's telling Hippo Boy how to be like a real fucking person. <laughs> like, oh my if this had, like, I want this scene with, like, intense shonen music on it and, like, really shonen dialogue where he's like, you need to gain honor before you challenge me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, it's but quality. I still, I, I liked that moment because it kind of felt like that, but they didn't have to actually do that for me to get that feeling. <laughs> Um, What's your favorite moment in that? I think above all, my favorite moment in the entire anime has to be in episode 12 when the plan starts going off and Yano's plan starts falling to shit. He gets so mad when he sees the counterfeit briefcase, he stops rhyming, which adds so much depth to his character because it shows it's not just like a writer makes character that always rhymes it was him doing it as a conscious choice until he got too mad to keep rhyming or to focus on his fucking beats. Um, it's fair. It just, it tripped me up pretty good. Uh, the other contender would have been when, uh, what's his face? The boar comedian. Uh, is it Shibigaki? I think. Uh, in the cabaret club, when Tanaka shoots his second shot in the cabaret club right above his head, uh, when he recalls that moment, he says, yeah, I thought it would have been funny if I died. It just, I think he just said uh, got shot, not died. 
Maybe. Did he say died? No, I don't I think, think he was said got died. Shot. I think it was got shot. But it was at like head level and he was like cowering on the floor. So I kind of interpreted, I think. But that was a callback to him having been the guy Tanaka saw just before he like snapped finally. Uh, and him telling him like, yeah, you know, came to Tokyo to find my dreams. What did you come to Tokyo for? And he was like supportive of him even though it got completely overshadowed by his, you know, mental status declining rapidly. Uh, kind of kind of cute. Yeah, just want to confirm, I, I double-checked. He does say, if I got shot. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, you know, to be a comedian, you have to have kind of uh, something wrong with you. Are are we ready to rate this bad boy though, Alex? Yes. Uh, I think we're missing uh, another. Uh, well, we already did our here. favorite characters. I guess we did. Yeah, we did. Who did we would it? recommend it to? That's true. I guess. Uh, I guess we are going straight into the rankings here. Then, um, well, now that I can see you as people again, uh, Jacob, <laughs> how would you like to rank this show? Um. Well, you know, it's quite unfortunate because the first two episodes, I really, really thought, I'm like, man, could Odd Taxi be a 10? Even like four episodes in actually with the fucking yep. Matt and the cat. Yeah. Episode uh, <laughs> four, I was still on the 10 train. Uh, and then we got a little further and it, it it's still pretty good all the way through. And it stays it stays pretty good all the way through, but... At episode 13, we get all these, like, revelations and how everything interconnects, and it just doesn't quite um, feel the way it should because it's sort of like it was fun along the way, but what was really the point of all this is kind of where my head was because it doesn't need to necessarily have something super deep, but it does feel incomplete when it's sort of like the biggest sort of mysteries behind this didn't exactly have a point. Um, so this is going to be getting um, an 8.6 furry friends out of 10. All right. How about, uh, how about you, Matt? Well, like Jake was saying, along the way it was a lot of fun, but at the end it almost felt kind of like kind of like an info dump. Like not all of the resolution was satisfying, unfortunately. Um, though I am glad that we did get to see how it was all interconnected and everything. Um unlike, you know, a certain uh comparative show allegedly. Uh I'm glad I'm glad all of the plot lines were at least more or less tied up. So I'm going to give it a 9.11 call the cops, please, because uh, Dobu just got shot for the second fucking time. Is this the joke rating or the real one, Matt? I mean, the real rating is 9.1, but add a second one because (laughs) Dobu got shot again, and this time it's serious. The other one, he was fine walking off and beating someone's ass with, but this one hurts. 
Um, for me, you know, I really do like this show. Um, unfortunately, I don't like it as much as I thought I was going to like it. Uh, which is kind of, which is kind of like disappointing, but maybe that's on me for having like too high expectations for any, any one show, uh, to really have, but, uh, Overall, I definitely think I'm going to uh, rewatch it at least one more time because it's something that I'm going to bring up after I get done writing it here. But uh, for me, I think I'm going to have to go with um, 8.8 Strangling Cats out of 10. (laughs) Well, you know, what it looks like when two cats fight is like they complete a figure eight, more or less. True. So, uh, but that brings the uh, overall anybody's score to an 8.8, which on Mal will uh, be shown as a 9. And you can find the anybody's Mal, uh, myanimelist.net slash profiles slash anybody's pod. And uh, up there we have all of our shows with our cumulative rankings uh, on there. Uh, next week. We're uh, going to be adding another show to that list. Show will be Link Click. Uh, I'm pretty excited well, for it, honestly. Will it be Link Click, Alex? I don't know. I'm yeah, going to risk you the, the link curve and find ball. out. Yeah. I, I think we're doing I thought Link it was Click. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this show. I want to watch it. Fuck you. Well, it's just how shit Funimation has done it, but I'll, like the right. fucking sub is. I don't know what the just, fuck's going on, dude. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> all I can say is uh, pirate Epi- episode one. Episode one, the full fucking sub is in English. Episode two, it's fucking subbed in Mandarin. If I could fucking read Mandarin, <laughs> no, no, I noticed it. Dude, you to become poor worldly, Jakey. <laughs> Here, dude, I'll, I'll hook you up. Yeah, just um, learn Mandarin. I'll, I'll just, I have Rosetta for you. Here, I'll cut this part out, but I'm just going to link the uh, where I'm watching it, the chat. Um, however, until then, guys, where uh, do you have any final thoughts or anything you'd like to say? Um, A key thing was... When Dobu was listing off all of the shots that he believed Tanaka had fired, uh, it's not necessarily confirmed, but it's more or less confirmed, air quotes, by a fan theory. That's pretty the fucking shot confirmed. That was, well, yeah, considering there was one bullet that went into his stomach. But the point is, Tanaka was not the one who shot him in the leg. Um Allegedly, all signs point to Little Diamond, but it well, could just Little as Diamond literally have been. said he shot it. <laughs> Did he? Yes. Well, never mind. Cut that, I guess. And then fucking <laughs> no, fuck leave that. That's staying in. <laughs> no, like, that's what? staying in. I like I, that. Yeah. When he's talking to him in the hospital bed, he says, "Yep, it was me." No fucking way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, I was too stoned to, to put that together, no, too. No, it's okay. It happens. But I guess I'm watching uh, Odd Taxi again this week. 
Bro, do you oh, want to know a reason least. why you should rewatch Odd Taxi? Because there was an audio quality. drama. Yeah, there was an audio drama that uh, ran alongside of it. It's in Japanese, but I'm sure there's a transcript somewhere, um, which follows different characters' conversations um, uh, through a bugged pin, which is actually shown throughout the series. So I think I'm going to rewatch it and look for this pin. Oh, is it? Is it a. Uh... Fried chicken girl's pen? It might be. Um, but I, I think I'm going to rewatch it, find those transcripts, and really uh, put it together. It may, the rating would probably change on my personal list um, afterwards, depending on how well those, those two mesh. Because that's really ambitious. Um, but I love, I love whenever shows do things like that, especially if it's not like something that's intrusive to the story and really right. just flows along alongside with it yeah like give me something um, like that for 86 from the perspective of fido till he dies <laughs> fuck uh, but until but, uh, next week uh boys if you would like people to reach you where would you like them to do so um you can find me on twitter at tasteful toe picks um or you can look at stuff that I've been reading or watching and what I thought of them on myanimelist.net slash profile slash Bambi Raptor X. Um, what about you, Matt? Well, if you're looking for me, save your pigeons. The only bird you need is Twitter. At uh, Doobie Howitzer. I mostly do shit posts. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'm funny. So uh, take the plunge, baby. What about you, Alex? Where can the dudes find you? Uh, everybody uh, can reach me um, at Twitter um, at Nyhauzepoli. Um, that's at N-Y-H-O-Z-E-P-P-E-L-I. And then um, you can always find the podcast also on Twitter um, at Annie underscore buddies. Um I mainly post about a little bunny that I have living in my front yard. Oh, he's pretty cute. Um, and we're making friends. So about it. And then, you know, you can always reach us at the pod podcast, Twitter. If you want to ask us a question or anything, you're just a DM. Um, also <laughs> you can join our discord, the link, join the discords right there in the Twitter bio as well. Yep, don't forget to link, click, and join our Discord. Exactly. Um, and you might have to travel back in time to do so. Um, who knows how long they'll be up there. But, uh, yeah, any any final words for, their, for our dear listeners? Um, I think it was pretty telling that the thing that cured Otokawa's mental illness or brain damage, or whatever you want to call it, was being submerged in water. Just goes to show you what hydration can do for a guy. Damn. Uh, how about you, Jacob? Jakey, Jakey Poo. Um. Uh. Watch Link Click. Also, watch Odd Tax. <laughs> Yes. I assume if well, you've made uh, it this far, you probably watched Odd Taxi. Well, watch it again. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. 
Well, boys, your uh, your taxi ride is over. Uh, your fare is nine thousand dollars, or you can drink some water and have a good night. 